Hey y'all, it's Kmo. Hey, it's JB. And welcome back to another week of Becoming She. A weekly podcast that sets the tone for women who are striving to be their most authentic selves by sharing the tools we use to navigate this journey called life. Hey. Whistle. Whistle. <laughs> what? When is this episode coming out? Is it close to Christmas yet? No, I have no idea, actually. This one is. Let's look. I feel like it is. No, I don't think. This one. Then this one must be the week before December 23rd. So the adjusting to change. This is December 16th. Okay. Oh, there we go. Okay. I was like, I didn't see. Oh, it's that. coming okay. out December 16th. Happy birthday to my granddad. Happy birthday to my um. daddy. <laughs> my granddad Happy is Big on Red. The... Yes. Shout out to Big Red. <laughs> yes. Happy birthday, Big Red. Everything is about to pop off. Okay. Um, according to the time schedule, my graduation would be next week. Oh yes, yeah, 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 yeah. So that's T. That's T. Um. Anyway, how you doing, sis? You know, I am good. I can't complain. Um, life is good. Been spending mm-hmm. time with friends, family. You know, getting into this mm-hmm. holiday spirit. My mm-hmm. channel, my TV's on Hallmark. It's been on Hallmark actually for like six months now. But you know, <laughs> <laughs> we're totally okay to be on Hallmark now. Christmas music year round, bitch. Period. Mm-hmm. Period. Year round. I love love Christmas music. Jack Frost nipping at your yes. nose. Nipping at Honey your nose. Tucks. Okay, anyway. <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> Yes, so you know that's what that's my vibe. So how are you? Girl, I'm good. You know, we just talked yesterday, you know, because <laughs> we're block recording, but things are great. Things are good, you know, living each day as it comes and making shit shake. That's what you got to mm-hmm. do. Yes, you do. But yeah. Tell them again. You know, make I love shit. it. Got to make some shit shake, baby. Okay. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> let me calm down. I'm so excessive sometimes. So excited. <laughs> so excessive. All right. Um, the tea this week. Uh, well, no. Let's get into this motivation Monday. Oh yeah, just kidding. I know you got something to bless our spirits eventually. I know you don't have it now, but you will in time. <laughs> <laughs> Bitches be show reading my life, <laughs> calling me out and shit. Here we go. Boom. Ow. Quick. Quick and witty. This is, um, I ain't saying it. Y'all already know where it came from. When you make a mistake, there are only three things you should ever do about it. Admit it, learn from it, and don't repeat it. And that is a quote from Paul Bear Bryant. Well, thank you, Paul, because that is factual. Period. Poo, boo-boo, ooh, ka-choo. <laughs> don't think you can do the same thing and get different results, okay? You know what I'm saying? I love that Gotta little girl, by the way. What's her name? Zaza Beats or something, I think. I believe so. I love so. her. Period. <laughs> poo, 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 po
<laughs> She's so freaking adorable. Anyways, now we're on to the tea. Yep, yep. So. Y'all know uh, we block recording, so I'm pretty sure Viola Davis has given us some stand-up performance of some sort by now. Mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. something and if not just go back and watch how to get away with murder speaking of i need to get caught up because they had a lot of stuff going on yes they did i'm pretty sure tiana taylor's abs are still speaking to us and loving her abs and her ass are definitely consistently giving us life yes and i'm pretty sure to this day junie is still um driving her mom crazy by and popping that hip to play cash doll <laughs> yes and, and popping, popping that hip <laughs> Siri, play cash down. <laughs> that was so cute. She's so cute. But okay, that's the tea for this week. Now it's time to get into the scoop. I realize I do have to change. I have to change in the cursing, certain type of things I do. I gotta, I, I gotta keep them in mind, you know, because they love me. But not today, though. Today I'm wilding. Today I'm bugging and thugging. Not today. This week, we are talking about top mistakes that we have made. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we are going to talk about them. We're going to admit them to you guys. We have already learned from it and we're not going to repeat it, but we're going to talk about ways that we work through it and ways that we plan to not repeat it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So where are we going to start first? I think we should start with career. Oh, great. Okay. That's a little, you know, we'll ease our way in. Okay, perfect. All right, go. So my one of my top mistakes in my career is that I let my emotions get the best of me and it caused me to shift my career in a way that, um, not that it was a bad shift, but I think at the time, if I would have looked into, if I would have kind of had a broader overview of what I was doing and had someone that really gave me advice on how to manage working with difficult people, I think that um, the outcome would have been different. So, so yeah, one of my top mistakes is just letting my emotions get the best of me. And um, I've learned now that I don't rule everything around my emotions. If I am upset or if I am sad or whatever the case may be, um, I'll step away. And I'll come back and have a fresh perspective on it the next day or sleep on it or whatever. So rather than make impulsive decisions, you know? Yeah, for sure. For me, I would say, and this is funny because I don't consider this a mistake, but I do as well. I would have not gotten my degree in athletic training. Mm, Okay. I would have gotten a bachelor's degree where I could just go into work and make money. Okay. I would have gotten something that I didn't need to, because athletic training, if you don't want to be an athletic trainer, then you have to go back to school, because what are you going to do with that? Yeah. So, I was I was forced into it. I'm glad that I was forced into it. Mm-hmm. I like school, but at the same time, a lot of the stress that I've had over the last four years has been, like, not making money and not having it. Mm-hmm. And so... um. I feel that through that experience, it's funny because I learned that athletic training wasn't for me very slowly, but in a weird, like, roundabout way. Like, Mm -hmm. 
it was answering some of the questions that I had, but the experiences that I was having outside of that were not something that I would like to like build a career on. I got you. As far as, um, as far as just the way I was treated a lot of the time or the experiences that I had with different coaches or athletes or whatever. And, um, it taught me a lot, honestly, it taught me to like stand my ground. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and it taught me how to be a boss at something and I have to be like rude or loud or bitchy about it. Um, because I am a very, uh, because when you're in athletic training, it's a very like athletics in general is a very male dominated industry. Okay. And so when you work with men and especially when you are the person that has a final say based off of someone's health, right? Mm -hmm. If an athlete gets hurt and you're like, he can't play in the game tomorrow. He can't, he's too hurt. Yeah. He needs time to heal. And they're like, okay, but you don't understand. We have this game. And it's like, I do understand, but I also understand that he needs to live to see another day. So, you know, and uh, those are conversations that I've had. I've had to literally argue with, like, kids' parents about them not playing in games. And I'm like, I don't care what you say. He's not going on the field. And if he does, I will go personally take him off the field. And I've had to do that before. Oh, my gosh. I've literally had to go on the field and snatch kids off. Like, come here. I'm not doing this with you. And the coaches, like, it it helped me gain respect among the board. They're like, oh, she doesn't play. And I'm like, I don't, you know. Mm -hmm. But that was an experience that I'm grateful for because now that I'm in a position where I'm leading people and I have a team that, you know, I have to lead until how I want things to go, I'm able to put my foot down in a way that shows, yes, I'm, I'm the boss, Everybody listen, but I don't have to be, like, rude or bitchy or loud about it. Those are, you know, I learned that from that. But I also feel like I don't know if I would have still been in IT if I got an IT degree. But I feel like there were other things that I was interested in that I could have pursued as well. Okay. But it's not a mistake because also I couldn't see myself doing anything other than what I do now. Yeah. But it all kind of worked out in the end because it's all helping people. Yeah, which is what you I probably are honestly about. I might have went have been I might have like if I would have um done another program for my bachelor's or something. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of people who like the doc that I work under. He started off with a bachelor's in computer science. Like he had a bachelor's in computer science and oh, completely wow. took a career shift. And there are a lot of people like that that have degrees in completely other fields, and then they're like, I want to be a doctor. And then they just switch their brain to science or whatever the case may be yeah, because that's, that's what, what was they feeding them. Be. Right, and I probably would have been one of those people. So it, it kind of helped me in a way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's definitely one of those things that I think about regularly. Like, you know, maybe my journey wouldn't have taken this long if yeah. I did something else. Yeah. But I think the beauty in all that, too, is that the journey that you're on or the journey that you take, it all, it all comes, it comes full circle. And so like, yeah, I sit there and say that, you know, maybe I shouldn't have been as emotional in the beginning of my career, but I love what I do now and I'm passionate about what I do now. And just Mm -hmm. because it's in a different Avenue doesn't mean that what I did before wasn't the right thing to do. It just wasn't a different Avenue than I thought I would be in. You know what I mean? Right. So Mm -hmm. yeah, that's perfect. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. All right, so let's go to the next section. Let's go to friendships. Friendships. Um, let's see. A mistake that I've had with 
my friends, I think, would be when my very younger years, like 13, 14, 15, that kind of Mm preteen adolescent stage. Um, Mm -hmm. I think one of my top mistakes was trying to fit in as much as possible Mm -hmm. and kind of um, not not truly sticking to who I was because I didn't know who I was, right? Mm -hmm. So um, I think in that regards, I think as I've grown, I kind of am solidified in who I am and know who I am. And the friendships and the level of friendships that I have, I expect nothing less than greatness from my friends because I believe that I give greatness to my friends. Um, And I'm not in the business of chasing people or um, making someone like me or making a friend like me or anything like that just because I feel like, if you have to do that, then they're not truly your friend. So, and I've, I've done that before. So I think for me, one of my biggest mistakes was um, allowing myself to feel like other people, what's the word for it, validated me mm-hmm. and other people. Um, the only way that I was going to be liked is if I acted like other people and not myself. So mm-hmm. now that I'm getting older, I don't do that shit anymore. And I have incredible friends. <laughs> So I've learned my lesson, but, um, I think when I was younger, it was definitely, I was definitely more impressionable, um, and definitely more wanting to be liked in a sense. Everybody wants to be liked to some extent, you know, and that still happens here and there, or that still happens in general, but there's, there's levels to it, I guess, you know, like wanting to be liked and forcing yourself to be liked are two different things in my opinion. So no, that's very true. Um, for me, top mistakes I've made in friendships, I would say I have two. Mm-hmm. The first one is waiting too long to say how I feel about Ooh, something. That's a good one. In order to preserve the relationship. Mm-hmm. That's number one. And I'm going to say number two because they kind of tie into each other. And number two would be... It was a disservice to myself, but also a disservice to my friends to feel that or have this notion that I needed to be a better person in order for you to be a better friend to me. Ooh, that's a great one. Those are two solid ones that I've uh, I've definitely like. mm -hmm, Yeah, those are those are two. Yeah, those are two that I've done. Like I've saw or experienced things that I i didn't like about a person i'm a very i'm very intuitive about people and i i read things very quickly like it takes no time for me to be like i don't like that person i don't like the way they move they move funny something's not right mm-hmm. about that you know um but then i've had people around me where things were great and then later on they showed characteristics that i wasn't too fond mm-hmm. of and you know as your friend it's my job to accept you at whatever but also I feel like it's my job to let you know when things that you're doing affect me or the way that Mm -hmm. I feel and I wasn't the best at expressing how I felt or my emotions I've said that before and so I would just kind of feel some type of way but I really didn't have the verbiage to to vocalize it to anyone and I held it in and then when it became a problem I would try to you know bring it up and say okay look these are my different points these are experiences that I've had that I don't mm-hmm. like and it will be kind of laughed at like 
girl, you haven't said anything this whole time, and now you had this whole problem about, yeah. you know, all this and that and the other. But maybe if I would have said something sooner, then they could have had the opportunity to change before it became, like, a point of no return. That's very true. Yeah, and also doing the disservice of, like, trying to fix it myself. Because it's a relationship, so it takes two people. It's unfair to me, but it's also unfair to them for me to feel as if I'm capable and I think of solving you don't the allow the other person myself only. yeah you don't allow the person to understand where you're coming from if you just blow up on them because then they feel attacked you know rather than you sitting down and saying like these are my these this is the problem let's talk about it now so that I don't get to that point where I want to blow up on you right or even even like in retrospect because the friendships that I've had that I've lost I don't regret one bit it is what it is. It happened for a reason. And it was a decision, a lucid, solid, valid decision that I made based off of historical like evidence and occurrences. But at the same time, I could have saved myself a little time if I were a little more cognizant in the beginning or a little more true to myself and how I felt because I could have been like, mm, I don't really like this. This person shouldn't be this close to me. Maybe I should pay attention to the people that are actually proving themselves or yeah. of like entering my close circle. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I was placing people in positions that I felt like they should have been in as opposed to actually trying like, to respecting my time. Yeah. <laughs> respect, respect my time. My name. <laughs> Better put some respect on it. Put some respect on my name. Anyway. Um, yeah. So that's that with friendships. Okay. Next, I think we should talk about familial relationships. Okay. Um, one of my, I don't want to call these mistakes. I feel like they're lessons. They're I feel all like lessons. all of these are so lessons. Say, they're not let's really call mistakes. This top lessons we've learned. Yes, because I lessons. think we we just put top mistakes we made because that was like what we typed really quick on our list. Mm-hmm. But none of these have really been mistakes. No. Like they've all, and we describe them as lessons. Like because these things all happen for a reason. Exactly. And we learned from them and we move forward and we become better people and exactly. better human beings because of it. Right. So. Exactly. So. Um, one of the lessons that I've learned is that your family, parents specifically will fail you. Um, and Mm-mm. I think that, Mm-mm. see, you were supposed <laughs> to say, watch this. Oh, before <laughs> you always say that. Watch this now. Okay. So watch, watch this. this. Watch this now. You so know how to now. pass this dude right before they <laughs> drop some knowledge. They Listen say, up. watch this now. And Listen I just went up. to church too. So let me, let me get him. Cause you my... slapping us in the throat with it and you ain't even <laughs> giving us no precursor. You just got dang. I'm going to give it all to you. And we're going like, to give it all wait a minute, you, okay? girl. All right now. Okay. Right. So watch this real quick. All right now. Mm-hmm. Your parents are going to fail you. All right. Mm-hmm. They're going to do things that test you and your patience and your mental ability. And the lesson that I have learned is that our mm-hmm. parents are products of their parents who are products of their parents. And if they mm-hmm. don't want to grow and learn and get out of their out of their comfort zones, you cannot force that. But mm-hmm. you also don't have to tolerate those mm. things as well. Say it again, sister. You don't have to tolerate anything that your parents throw at you. If you feel like what they're saying to you is disrespectful, mm-hmm. you can say in a very nice manner, Daddy, that was disrespectful. I don't appreciate that at all. Right? Um, mm-hmm. I think that when mm. a lot of things happened when I was growing up, so obviously you, I don't know if everybody knows the masses, but my mother passed away when I was younger. So, you know, there's things that 
your mental just kind of shifts. And as a young woman growing up without a mother, there are things that if there's if there's not women in your life, you're not going to really you're going to have to learn on your own. I was thankful to have like my grandmother, my aunt, my cousins, you know, and things like that to kind of help me mm -hmm. along the way and along the path. But um, like I said, your parents are going to fail you. So I think that when um, that situation happened, I was very angry, I was very, very angry at my dad and God at just people around me and whatnot. And I had to learn as mm -hmm. I got older that having that hate on my hate on my heart doesn't make for a good life. You know, like I mm -mm. feel like I wrote a burn letter to um, my dad. Cause let's be real. Everybody has some kind of issues with their parents, whether that's, you know, a mental issue or whatever they ha the case may be. Some people I'm not, I don't, I don't want to, mm -hmm. that's a very general statement, but some people do. And I think that for me, it was more so like, I just want to get these feelings off my chest so that I can live a life and that I, when I do have kids, you know, I now know how I want to raise my kids and how I want to treat my kids and whatnot, you know, Speak instead of um, kind of just being like, oh, well, you'll get over it because you're young and I'm big and you're small. Those kind of mental um, battles with your children and stuff like that. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's my biggest lesson that I learned is that your parents will fail you and um, you have to forgive. That's what I wanted to circle this back to. I think that whether you mm -hmm. forgive for them or for you, either way, you need to forgive so you can move on with your life and that you can have a, mm -hmm. a good life and have um, have healthy platonic relationships, whether that's with your friends, boyfriend, girlfriend, other family members, siblings, whatever the case may be, you just really, I think it's really important to have those healthy relationships. But I think that it all stems from forgiveness because people fail you, friends fail you, boyfriends fail you, girlfriends, mm -hmm. people fail you and you have to learn to forgive. Now, whether you want to continue in that relationship, that's up to you. But um, for me, that was the lesson that I learned that forgiveness was truly key. And that took some time and took friends to help me get to that point. But you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's my TED talk. That was good. That was really good. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, I don't want to go for that. Um, I, okay, so I'm going to piggyback yeah, okay. kind of. But mine was similar, but it wasn't specific to parents. The biggest lesson that I've learned based off of the things that I've allowed in my life, right? I learned that I've allowed people in my life to treat me the way that they deem necessary as opposed to requiring them to treat me a specific way based off of how I want to be treated, right? So, I, you know, they teach you treat people how you want to be treated. People always don't always do that, especially family. Because family, they lose, there's no boundaries, right? So they lose that sense of boundaries. They lose the sense of concern for things they just do. And they don't necessarily have as much concern for you as they should as far as how their actions might affect you. Whether it be parents or siblings or cousins or whatever the case may be. Everybody has this type of situation. And for me, I think that I allowed some people in my family to consistently... Um, do or say things that I was not okay with. But because they were my family, I was just like, okay, whatever. It's just part of it. As opposed to standing up for myself and saying, look, like you said, that's disrespectful. Or look, I don't allow that. I don't care. You know, and I had to get to a point that was a, 
a thing that I learned to get to a point. Same thing like with the friendships where I would wait so long to say something. Say you might have that one cousin, right? That always picks at you about the way you dress. And you, you're fine until you get around that one cousin and now you're nervous for everybody to see how you look because you're concerned that the way you dress was not good enough. Mm-hmm. This is a general example. And then every Thanksgiving, you're about to have an anxiety attack because you don't know if your outfit looks good enough for this cousin to not say something, right? As opposed to addressing it and being like, look, you look country as fuck too and your girlfriend wearing a dress around my grandma that she knows she don't need to be having on or something you know like like instead of reading them back i would just kind of be like oh you know and absorb Mm -hmm. it and take it without a grain of salt i would take it to heart and um so as opposed to just letting those things roll off my shoulder or addressing it and moving forward with it. So I would get to a point where I would be so upset that I would just blow up one Thanksgiving and be like, Ronnie, leave me alone. <laughs> leave me the fuck alone. You fuck. If I'm going to wear a yellow shirt and green pants, I'm going to wear a yellow shirt and green pants, Ronnie. You know, that would be me going off, right? As opposed to just being like, now, Ronnie, I'm not going to have this conversation with you again because I've already had it before. You know what I'm saying? Families be shady as hell too. Let's be real. They be shady as fuck. Families are quick know, to call you out on something. They know the like, buttons because oh, they put them there. Yes, and they're like, "Oh my gosh, your lipstick that you really did that liner with that." And it's like, "Girl, uh, your eyebrows are uneven. Now leave me alone." <laughs> <laughs> your eyebrows don't even look like sisters or cousins. Okay, bitch. like leave me alone. Like ugh. they don't even look related. Yes, girl, Shit. I totally. And you didn't blend your eyeshadow out all the way. It- let me help you with that. And you got a hole in your shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Auntie Janet. Want to talk shit about me. How about you check your husband? Because he over there looking at cousin um, Kaylee's friend. Exactly. That she brought with her this year. And she's only 15. Sounds like you have you some have bigger problems. Some bigger fish to fry. You got to learn how to read family. This is good because we coming up on Christmas and y'all got to have time to practice. Exactly. Those memes will be coming out. You know those. Um, have yes, you seen those memes? You got to have time to practice. You got to make sure you come quick with the mm-hmm. shit because you know family. They just. They say any old thing. Yeah, exactly. Anything that come to their mind. Exactly. But yeah. Um, so that's that. Familial relationships. Now. Let's talk about top mistakes we made in dating actually do you want to do dating first or do you want to do the other one first the other one's personal so you want to save like that self. one for last yeah that's more yeah, let's save the self one yeah, for last yeah i thought so okay yeah let's do dating i think we can wrap it up with a pretty bow with the self one yeah okay so for dating i think one of the top mistakes and lessons that i've learned is and i kind of am going to pull from what you said about friendships mm-hmm if I'm better for them, they'll like me more. I think one of my top mistakes is that I, I settled for men that weren't really like worthy of my time, but I liked them so much that I thought like if I'm better for, if I'm better of, a, if I'm a better girlfriend, a better friend, a better person, like they'll like me more. They'll want to be around mm. me more. They'll want to hang out with me. They'll, they'll, you know, claim me or whatever mm-hmm. the hell the case mm-hmm. may be. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, 
instead of just Relatable. being like, yo, you are piss poor. Like, you are not a quality boyfriend. You're not a quality guy. I'm dating. You don't really interest me. You don't have shit going on for yourself. I'm the one having to motivate you. I'm good over here. Mm-hmm. Like, instead of being that way and just being like, you know, grounded and being like, yo, I'm not dealing with this shit. I settled. And like we talked about in the last episode, you know, when you ignore the red flags, watch this. When you ignore the okay, red flags. Okay, 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 pass me. <laughs> when you ignore the red flags, you come out on the end looking hurt, disgruntled, upset, and then you have to rebuild who you are as a person when you really know who you are as a person, but instead you chose to you chose to go down the left lane thinking that it's going to be better if I'm this, if I'm that. That word if needs to be taken out of the category, like out of your um, sentences or your brain. Like there's no if about it. Like I am a great girlfriend. I am a great person. I am a solid ass human being and you are not ready to be with a woman like me. So there's no point in us being together. So I have to move on. And it just makes life so much better. So that's my biggest lesson. My biggest mistake, honestly, like I think in all my relationships, I've been that way. Um, I'm 28, so I have a long way. I mean, I hope I don't have that much longer to go. I feel like, mm-hmm. like I said earlier, if you keep doing the same things and expecting a different result, that's just stupid That to me. That's just dumb. So I am no longer doing the same things. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, The biggest mistake that I've made in my dating life, and yes, I said mistake on purpose. I said it with my chest. Was moving Say it with in your chest. with a nigga. Mm. I mm. will never, <laughs> never, 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 never move in yep. with a nigga. And I don't have no ring on my finger. Girl. I'm sorry. The wedding date has to be set. We have had to make deposits to the caterer, to the motherfucking DJ, <laughs> the photo booth person. The flowers need to the be flo- The flowers need to be picked out. My dress needs to already be in the workings, and we have probably been getting a house built together or something, and we can move in exactly. a little early. But no, sir. No, sir. I just need time and I'm not interested in testing some shit out before the mm-hmm. big like the big finale like no that is a whole nother step of commitment that I'm not interested in if we're not actually committed to one another like living with somebody is is hard I mean some people it really works for them and they really like it for me mm-hmm. and mine <laughs> <laughs> it ain't happening again Never again. Never again. Never again. I just rather live by myself. I respect that. I respect that so and much. And I like my space. That's the thing I learned about myself through that. Mm-hmm. I like my own space. I don't want to come home and see you on the couch playing the game and the living room a fucking mess because I'm going to be mad. Because why the living room a no mess and you sitting right here? Like, what the fuck? And I just got off of work and you ain't even go to grab us no food. You ain't even bother to cook. Hmm. See, that's too much. I respect. That's like, that's something that I'm expecting. I'm expecting you to do things that a husband or a considerate, like a very considerate partner would do. 
and maybe you're not ready for that but i just like to wait until we've decided that this we're a team we're going to constantly look out for each other these are things that we will do to make sure that we cohesively work it you know work well together you know but of course it was a lot and you know what and another mistake i made in dating or another lesson a big lesson that i learned in dating and if you watch the red table talk you've heard this before no one else is responsible for your happiness girl you and, and you only watch this watch this now you and you only are responsible for your individual happiness and in a relationship this is another thing that i've learned watch this now all right do you hear me in the back everybody hear me back there all right yes so speak up pep i'm sorry (laughs) okay i'm back i'm back now i caught the holy ghost all right so another thing that i learned is you need to learn to maintain your individuality while you Mm. are in a relationship or dating Uh, someone because girl i have had experiences of getting so caught up in the experience of a person or liking a person that i Mm -hmm. forget to experience my life by myself individually because I like that person and I want that person to be around and do things. But also you stop reading me. You know, I'm just saying, I'm just talking about my stop own Stop reading me to filth right now. But also <laughs> I have also had partners who have influenced that. And it is my job to learn to cut that off and let them know. Yep. Look, if I yes. want to watch a TV show by myself, I good and damn will. If I want to go out with my girlfriends and I don't want to invite you to go to the wing place, stay your ass the fuck at home, order pizza. I'll see you later. You know, that's mm-hmm. something that I've learned to like establish boundaries with, because the thing is a lot of men, will want you to be close and always and they'll complain about things when you are like out with your friends or doing things and then when you decide to kind of like go along with their request then you become the clingy person girl because i mean obviously i chose you so i enjoy you around i like you here and sure we do things together that's cool but i've also learned that I get very annoyed when people don't allow me to have my own space and my own time. Mm-hmm. I need time to myself. I need like, don't like it. If, if I tell you I just got off of work and you call me and I don't pick up the phone or whatever. And then I call you maybe a couple hours later. I don't need you to be like, damn, what the fuck took you so long to call me? You got off of work at six. Nigga, mind your fucking business. I went to TJ Maxx. Did you want to talk to me while I was shopping for dresses? Let me alone, <laughs> you know, but I also have learned that in dating that I am attracted to those partners that allow you to have your own space and allow you to do whatever. Mm-hmm. Because like, for example, if you going out with your niggas and you talking to me while you getting dressed and then your niggas get to the house, me as a partner, I'll be like, all right, have fun. I'll talk to you later. Cool. And I'm like, he'll hit me up later. And it's funny because when I've noticed that when I respond that way, usually the niggas end up calling me as soon as they get home. Like, so what you up to? I'm back now, blah, blah. And they want to talk again. Yeah. Right. But then when you respond in a, oh, you always going out with your friends. Nigga don't want to talk to you to the next day, the next evening. No. You know? They're like, oh, talk to her in two weeks. Right. But then I've also learned that I have only said those things in response or in reaction to the conditioning to be 
clingy or like I was gonna say the same um, thing. What is it called? Alienate yourself. Yeah, because at the end of the day, men who men will sit there and encourage you. Some men will sit there and encourage you to be an individual and have your own thing and do your own thing. But when that time comes for you to do their own thing, your own thing, they're the ones nagging or they're the ones like, well, you're always on the phone with your friends. You're always talking with them. You're always out with your. It's like, yo, nigga, I'm an individual person just like you to do. Sir. Go do your thing. I'll do my thing. We can meet in the middle. But now I'm trying to change up my entire self to accommodate your feelings. That's right. not okay. It's like I'm doing things to make you feel I more like comfortable. That. And in the end, you kind of convince yourself that it makes you comfortable. But then you realize that you're not happy with it because you no, end up really resenting never. that person or having an attitude every time you have to do something to make them feel better. Mm-hmm. And then you break up and then you're really mad because you're like, what the fuck was I doing anyways? I could have been doing right. my own shit. Right. Should have been, been doing my doing own shit, my shit, you know? By myself. But instead, I was worried about this nigga who can't even put lotion on his elbows every now and then <laughs> still he got don't know how to iron his oh. shirts when he come around my family <laughs> but want to talk about he know how to lay some dick down nigga learn how to use a steamer my family talks shit about you every time every time and they talk about you to your face hoping in hopes that next time when you come back your shit will be ironed and pressed mm-hmm. but instead you come around looking like nobody loves you you ain't got no home training, baby. Looking motherless out here. <laughs> ashy ass lips. You know the niggas that be having fucking ashy ass, crusty ass lips. And then every time you offer them chapstick, they be like, no. But they had a nerve to talk about data shit. Exactly. Nigga. With the white ring around their mouth because they lick their lips Sorry. so much. Because they lick their lips so fucking much. The this shit ring. breaking out mm-hmm. in the corners. That shit is nasty as fuck. Like, sir, Blistex, Carmex. Carmex, Kavos Beauty Bar. Kavos Beauty Shane Bar, Club. baby. Like that right there. Kavos will get your Beauty lips Bar. On. Beautifully. That's K V O S B E A U T Y B A R dot E T S Y dot C O M. Go ahead and make sure that you order your um audit your items, your holiday gifts, your stocking stuffers from us. Okay. Because we're gonna be running out real soon if we haven't sold out of things already because this is pre recorded, but I have a lot of things planned for the holidays. So. <laughs> and it's already popping. Love it. But um other than that, okay. I think that's uh all we have. What I wanted to say No, we have one Oh yeah, we do. Just kidding. We have ourselves. Just kidding. Trying to kick y'all off. Exactly. This will be quick then. Okay. What's Uh, the top mistake or biggest lesson that you've learned with your relationship with yourself? So my biggest lesson I've learned is that the power is in the tongue and you must watch what you say because um, I am really big on manifesting my reality And Mm -hmm. if I'm always talking about myself negatively or about things around me negatively, then I am blocking the blessings that can come my way. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. I have to be open to receiving those blessings, but I also have to be um, aware of what I say and how I move. So that's my biggest Mm -hmm. lesson in life in general. Um, And it's, it's been a great kind of, it's been a great lesson to learn, I, I, you know, mm-hmm. because I get to kind of see me transform into this woman that 
um, I know that I am, you know, and so mm-hmm. having my circle and seeing my friends and my family, um, seeing you guys do your thing and seeing you guys transform into these beautiful women that you guys are becoming. It's great because it's like I know that I'm speaking positivity over you guys. You guys speaking positivity over me. And that's why everything works so well. So I think mm-hmm. the power is definitely in the tongue. That's good. That's really good. Okay, I think the largest, largest, (laughs) the biggest lesson that I've learned with my relationship with myself is that happiness is a choice. Mm, Beautiful. Watch this now. Happiness is a decision, (laughs) and it's multiple different decisions that you make over a period of time. And for me, I think for a long period of my life, I felt like I was, people told me that I was this person that I didn't really see. And I really would look at pictures of myself or see myself in a mirror and be like, I'm not that bitch. Like, I want to be a bad bitch. Mm -hmm. And I would look at people and be like, oh my gosh, she's such a bad bitch, right? And instead of looking at that person, I never was jealous. I would just take that and look at myself and be like, you're not that. Like, what the fuck is wrong with Mm -hmm. you? As opposed to now, I am the baddest bitch. (laughs) I'm the badder bitch every time. Badder bitch every day, every single day. But it was because I made a decision. Literally, on my 25th birthday, I was like, you know what? I'm going to be... Really, it started on my 23rd. My 23rd was when I was like, you know, I want to be a badder bitch. Let me work. Let me figure out how to do that. I figured out how to... Like, I was like, I want to learn how to wear makeup. So, one of my coworkers, literally on my 23rd birthday, took me to Ulta. I bought like $100 in makeup and supplies. And she taught me how to do my makeup. And I went to dinner. Went out to dinner with my coworkers in Tampa. It was so sweet. Um... But then when I was 25, it was a transition. But when I was 25, I was like, you know what? It hit me. And I was like, happiness is a decision. I keep saying I want to be happy, but I can be happy. I can be this person Mm -hmm. that I see for myself, right? And that's what really, in my mind, what Becoming She is about. Because that was the hugest thing that, like, transformed my life. Because if I knew that I wanted to be Okay, if I don't like the way I look in the mirror and I want how do I change that? I want to work out if I want to be smaller. Okay, I want to lose weight. So what do I do? I work out and I eat healthier. So I make those changes. Mm-hmm. That's a decision. That's a constant decision that you make for yourself. Okay. I don't really like the way my hair looks sometimes. Okay, how do I make my hair look better? What can I do? Now I'm watching YouTube videos and I'm practicing different styles on the weekend. And then when I finally (laughs) get it right, then I decide. You know, I remember I wanted to be, I wanted to look more put together. I wanted to look like a put together person. I felt like I looked like a mess when I left the house for some reason. And I was like, how do I look more put together? Put together people have less items. (laughs) their things kind of go cohesively they make sense their clothes are ironed their things are buttoned up there's little tiny details and everything so I made the decision to include those things so that I liked what I saw when I looked at myself so um that's a a vague way to describe it but that was how I decided to start making changes and choices in my life and I didn't wait Mm -hmm. on a specific date I didn't say I don't I don't like when people do this they're like on the new year I'm gonna start eating right on this I'm gonna start doing right it's like no baby girl like just start now why don't you just start tomorrow today like if you say okay I want to be smaller or whatever like remember I was like girl I ain't going to the gym in a long time all week I had been trying and I hadn't 
woke up. What did I do? I woke up Friday morning. I mean, no, I went Friday after hey. work. I went Friday after work, and I hate going to the gym after work, but I went after work, and I worked out. A lot of people say like, that. I didn't I wait it. for the next Monday and say, okay, I'll start next week. You just go ahead and do mm -hmm. it. Get it out the way. Start today. You want to eat healthier? Go to the store and get some healthier items, or maybe make a decision to eat healthier choices and eat smaller exactly. portions. Those are things. Everything's a decision. Everything is a decision. Everything's a choice. And break, if you break larger things down into smaller decisions, you'll realize that happiness is literally just a constant decision. You're just choosing things for yourself. And, exactly. and it'll be so much easier for you. And you'll feel so much more confident. And I think people will see it as well. So that's um now that's that. <laughs> um I had a little um thing that I wanted to tie this up with. So okay. I'm our little wrap up for this week for this week's conversation is Forgiveness doesn't always require a conversation or approval from the other person. Learn to forgive, learn from it and move on. So a lot of times, like a lot of this, I noticed with our conversations when it came to our relationships with other people and also with ourselves, it doesn't always have to have a closure conversation. You don't always have to say, mm -mm. you know, this is what you did and this didn't work out. And the conversation doesn't exactly. always have to go the way that you picture it going for you to be over a situation mm -hmm. and for you to move forward. Because like I said, it's a constant decision to be happy. So if this thing is weighing down on you, you can literally be like, you know what, I know that my relationship with my mother isn't the best, but I did what the fuck I could, and now it's her choice. So if she doesn't want to be happy, she doesn't want to be happy, but I forgive her for whatever, but I'm going to, you know, deal with her with a long-handled spoon, or whether it be a cousin or an old friend, or whatever the case may be. Yep. You make those decisions for yourself, and even if you decide, you know what, I forgive this person for what we went through, but I am not, they are not allowed in my life because they don't respect me and my space, or whatever the case may be. That can be an easy decision that you make on your own. You don't have to tell anybody or voice it or nope. have that conversation with that person. You can just Not say, you know, okay, I think I'm done. And if you want to block that person, exactly. you can. You don't have to block that person. You can just choose not it's to pick your, up the phone. your choice. It's whatever. Mm -hmm. But the best the best way to live life is to be unbothered by the things that other people do to try to affect you. Because your happiness is the exactly. most important. Your mental health and your wellness and your happiness and, like, how you wake up every day is more important than anything in this world so um yeah that's that and um our due for the week All right, so do, 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 do. our do for the week is um, I'm gonna it's one of my favorite quotes ever, and I don't care if I'm a basic bitch for cutting this out on my cricket machine and putting it on my wall, but it's it's mm -hmm. gonna be there and it's not negotiable. But it's a quote from Hitch, from Will Smith said it in the movie Hitch. Begin each day as if it were on purpose. Exactly. Begin each day as if it were on purpose. That covers everything because you have, you just move through life as if you have a purpose and you do. And everything, you woke up for a reason and 
the things that happened yesterday that maybe you didn't have control over, you can move beyond those and you can move past those. If there are things that you don't, you know, you don't like right now that you would like to change, change it. You can do that. You have that much control over your over your life. And you're here for a reason, so own that. But. Exactly. That's well, guys, it for this week. I love that. Exactly. If please continue to follow us on our journey on Instagram and Twitter um, at becoming she underscore that's B E C O M I N G S H E underscore. We do post on Twitter, guys. So we follow do. us. Um, if you have any questions, uh, need some advice, or just want to talk to us and want to hear from us, you can email us at becoming she live at gmail dot com. That's B E C O M I N G S H E L I V E at gmail dot com. Boom, bitch. Boom. This week's conversation this week's was conversation. good as fuck. And I was really <laughs> kind of nervous because I was like, I don't know how this is going to yes. go. But, you know, little Boo was like, don't worry about that I shit. Know, me You're going to do all right. It's going to be good. That's going to be a good conversation. It's going to work out. <laughs> Shout out to little Boo. Thanks, little all Boo. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye, y'all.